My first international gift basket order came from South Africa, and boy, was I excited. I felt that my marketing had done so well that now people in other countries, countries outside of the U.S., would be ordering from me. I shipped the package, and the package was supposed to get to its destination within two weeks. In two weeks, it didn't arrive, but I figured there's some leeway there. We will wait another week, and the package ought to arrive. By the third week when the package didn't arrive, I decided to refund the customer. And if the customer got the gift, fine. But if not, then I'd know to augment the timing for when a package would arrive in a country outside of the United States. By the fourth week, the gift came back to my office and boy, did it look like a mangled piece of garbage. The box was crushed totally. The only thing that I could save was the child's wagon because it was a baby gift basket or a gift basket for a a newborn baby. And that was such a lesson for me in creating a return policy that would help me to understand how to handle returns. Of course, in this case, the customer did get the return money, did get a refund because the person didn't get the order. Something was wrong with the address or whatever happened, but it really gave me thought to putting a return policy together because at that point I didn't have one and every company needs one. If you don't have a return policy, perhaps this is the time to either create one or possibly update what you have created in the past. It makes good sense in our industry to have a policy that customers understand and that you abide by. So there's no questions or problems when and if it's time to refund a customer or possibly adjust their order. Let's address your returns policy. Stay tuned. Welcome to Gift Basket Business, where we discuss the ideas, triumphs, and challenges aspiring entrepreneurs and seasoned designers face in the gift basket world. I'm Shirley George Frazier, your host and author of How to Start a Home-Based Gift Basket Business, the Gift Basket Design Book, and I'm Chief Basketologist at giftbasketbusiness.com. My hope is that that story about sending a gift basket outside of the United States wasn't harmful to your ears in a way that would keep you from sending a gift basket to another country. Another country, depending on where you're located. There are problems that happen with mail, no matter who it's sent to and no matter where it's sent. Mail that's first class mail, at least in the United States, can be not very first class. Sometimes the mail doesn't get to its destination in a good time for whatever reason. We can't stop it. Once we put something in the system, that is it. We can track through documents that a shipping service can give us, but at the same time, you never know what's going on in another area. Still, it's important for you to have a returns policy, and you can call the returns policy returns and adjustments or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to name the policy. Still, it's good to have such a policy in effect. It's important to put such wording 
on your website and also in other places where you believe customers need to see the information. Some returns and adjustments information may be on the bottom of a sales receipt, or perhaps if you don't have all the information there because it's quite lengthy, maybe you will have the URL, the address on your website where the returns and adjustments information can be found so that if the customer needs to have an adjustment or wants to file for a return, they can look at what you have set up as that policy. You don't have to have a policy that accepts returns. Sometimes in a certain U.S. state or perhaps in a certain country, there are certain laws against sending back a gift basket or a certain kind of gourmet gift because of safety or hygiene laws. You might not be able to resell a product, and that is why we go through what the customer wants very meticulously to ensure that the customer is satisfied with their order. But it doesn't happen. That satisfaction doesn't happen 100% of the time. But still, a policy is going to be very important. Let me go over some of the policy attributes that may be helpful to you in creating a policy or updating what you have. First of all, you need to recognize what type of returns and or adjustments you will accept. Was something in the gift basket broken? And of course, when I say gift basket, it doesn't have to be a basket. It's whatever kind of gift you created. Was something in the gift broken and you need to make an adjustment for that or maybe you will send that particular item to the customer or to the recipient. Did you send the wrong order? You know, sometimes orders can get mixed up, unfortunately. And if you sent the wrong order, then there's going to have to be some kind of adjustment. Usually a designer will send the correct order and tell the recipient to keep what was sent improperly. Was the order lost? As I shared with the South African order, in that case, I did refund the customer and still to this day, I know that I did the right thing because the order did not arrive properly. But perhaps something like this has happened to you already and you have some other type of adjustment that you institute within your policy. And if that's working for you, then you keep that policy going. Another area is what does your policy include? Does it include the amount of time the client has to contact you, letting you know that something is going on, something has happened, some kind of problem, some kind of breakage or whatever has happened with the order. And how do you wish to be contacted by the client? You don't really want to be contacted on social media. That's a no-no in general. Do you want to be contacted by phone, through an email, Perhaps there's a form on your site that the customer is to complete and send to you. That information needs to be somewhere, possibly, again, on the sales receipt, or maybe you have an additional piece of paper that you send to the customer or the recipient along with the sales receipt, letting them know how to address you, how to connect with you, and how long are you going to give the client to contact you. 
which is what I just shared just a moment ago. Is it going to be five days, one week, two weeks, 30 days? I think 30 days is a little excessive, but I'm just giving you an idea of the type of timing that you're going to give the customer to contact you regarding a problem. Another area is how will the return or the adjustment be handled? Are you going to monetarily compensate the client? Are you going to send a gift substitution? As I had mentioned, maybe one item broke or wasn't correct in the gift and you have to send the individual item that substitutes for what ought not have been in the gift. Or perhaps you're going to have a credit or a discount for the client on the next order. Of course, the client doesn't want that, but it's your policy and you're going to dictate how you are going to handle the return or adjustment. Another area is what documentation are you going to send to the client to acknowledge the fact that the client has requested a return, adjustment, a refund, or whatever they are requesting? And how quickly are you going to confirm with the client that you have spoken with them and that what the two of you spoke about is going to move forward in the process for the result? So how are you going to send that documentation? By mail, by email, not by phone, because that's how you originally, probably originally spoke with the person. So how are you going to send that documentation? And what is that documentation going to look like? Sometimes you want to have a form that documents the information that you and the client spoke about. And on that form, you will have just different check marks or whatever that needs to be there so the client can see that you have addressed the situation or will address it. And here's a couple of other questions. Will the shipping costs for such a refund or return, will the shipping costs be refundable? A lot of times a designer will not refund shipping costs, but they will refund, if you do refund, they will refund the cost of the gift. Another question is, will the client return the gift to you if they have to return it? And if they return it to you, who is going to pay the return shipping costs? Of course, the client doesn't want to, but depending on the situation, the client may be responsible for paying for the shipping costs to send the gift back to you. If the client sends the gift back, are you going to charge a restocking fee? Restocking means that whatever products come back to you in that delivery, you are going to dismantle the gift basket and then restock your shelves with that inventory. In some cases, you're not going to replenish your shelves with some of the inventory because maybe because of certain safety laws, you can't restock certain things, but perhaps it's going to be the gift items and the container that you restock. And that takes a few minutes of time, especially when you are dismantling everything. Some designers charge a restocking fee. Are you going to charge that? and share that information, place that information in your returns policy. And one last question, will you offer clients a money back guarantee if they are totally unsatisfied? Sometimes it's valuable to you to give the money back to the customer. 
You're going back and forth with this client. It is just a stress and it is less of a problem in some cases to just give the money back to the customer. Get that situation off your plate and move forward to other orders. So those are some of the items to consider when you are creating a returns policy. And again, it doesn't have to just be returns. You can elongate that name. It can be returns and adjustments, or maybe just adjustments. The name of the policy is going to be whatever you believe is going to be beneficial for your business. Keep these questions in mind so that you create a policy that's going to be valuable and helpful to both you and your customers. Well, that is it for this edition of Gift Basket Business. Thank you so much for joining me for creating a returns policy. Next week, we'll discuss another important topic that will elevate your notoriety and your income. And be sure to rate this podcast through your favorite listening device. I'd love to know how these topics are helping you to learn, grow, and profit. I'm Shirley George Frazier wishing you baskets of success.